on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Well, I'm going to spend a little time talking about some of the things we're going to do on uh, both some sip segments as well as our smoke segments, which we actually haven't been able to get to a lot of those um, in the last few seasons. One of the uh, things that we've been wanting to get around to is talking coffee. And uh, we have some really great episodes and some really great cast members are going to join us. We have good old boy Dave, and he's going to tell us some of the things we're going to do on some of the said segments. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Well, the first thing we're probably going to do is drink some beer. Made Man Bob's worked on some great shows that he has lined up for many sip segments as well. We've got stuff packed to the gills. We have Abasolo Mexican whiskey. I cannot wait. Ooh, cannot wait wow. to get Brent to drink that. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoking host the good old boys Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. It is uh, definitely time for uh, plenty of things here. Welcome to this episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. It depends on which island in Micronesia that you're listening to us this evening, but we definitely own that time slot no matter where you're at. Well, join me for that 2 a.m. Eastern or... Like New Zealand time or Fiji time? Fiji. Yeah. Oh, Fiji. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that no matter what time zone you could pick, Dave, you could possibly, we can own it for sure. Well, joining me here for this episode today is good old boy, Dave. Hello, everyone. And Made Man Bob. Howdy, howdy. Hey, this is our season nine preview episode, and the three of us are going to spend a little time over the next... 52 minutes, about 23 and a half minutes of that is going to be mildly entertaining, mm. but we're going to go through our general plan for season nine, uh, where uh, some of the producing staff, uh, one of our other producers is not here this evening, Juliana. And she had better things to do. Yeah. Well. And hang out with this crew, sure. and it doesn't take much. <laughs> B4. B4. Hit. Four. You sunk my so, battleship. So, Mike, I have a question. So this is a season nine preview. So are you trying to tell everyone that we have successfully completed eight seasons of this podcast? I am not going to use the word successfully. I'm just saying that, (laughs) that we're at this point in time and we have, we're moving on and declaring victory from artificially, you know, because that is the way that you have to get things done is just, 
you know, declare victory and move on. So no one has made us stop yet. So, you know, well, you get West, you get less than nine years for uh, armed robbery. So we, we have uh, eight and a half, uh, you know, pieces of litigation that are uh, still pending, you know, but that whole thing and that incident with the lube and the, you know, we're just hoping, we're just hoping for the statute of limitations. I'm just, in. I'm really you know, Bob and Justin and I are we're, we're working that one pretty good, and we we really think it's going to uh, come out favorably. You can't touch for me! Us. I'm a citizen of Liechtenstein, baby. They don't extradite. <laughs> I like how you You're said so uh, there was lube. <laughs> wow! Yeah, sure. I like how you said there was lube, and you guys are working it really good. So yeah, you know that's a good visual. Yeah, well, you know that is uh, basically what we're going here on the radio is really a good visual, right? A good visual element. You know, well, I'm going to spend a little time talking about some of the things we're going to do on uh, both some sip segments as well as our smoke segments, which we actually haven't been able to get to a lot of those um, in the last few seasons. Well, listen, if you listen to our preview episode from last year for season eight. About half of that we didn't get around to doing. So there you go. So you we know, were too drunk. Yeah. Well, you know, there were a few things that happened, and you know, frustrated our ability of getting around to some of the topics that we really, Something really happened wanted in to get to. Huh. Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. So uh, one of the uh, things that we've been wanting to get around to is talking coffee, and uh, we have some really great mm, episodes. Thank some really great cast members are going to join us. I'm really excited about Mike Love is going to be joining us. He For is the Beach a, Boys. No, he's no a, way, <laughs> dude. He is a he's How a curator he and to? he's a judge for the Cup of Excellence, which is kind of like the you know pretty much a Super Bowl you know for coffee nerds. That's where they fill it to the rim with brim. That's my pet name for Dave. <laughs> the Cup, the of, cup excellence. of Excellence <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that'll well, work. you know. Uh, it's not a big cup, no. but it is excellent. <laughs> Some other That's co-hosts true. that are going to join us, Nathaniel from Stay Golden Coffee. And I'm working on possibly Jason from Coffee.com uh, to come and join us for that as well. So we haven't uh, – this is a brand-new topic you know, for us to come around and really talk about it this way. We've done a couple of you know coffee episodes in the past and really just haven't got around to kind of having really a solid group of cast members like we have lined up right now. So we're going to actually – Please start off with the Coffee 101 episode. That's just for you, Dave. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Boil the beans first. So there you go. And I know, Mike, you've been a coffee guy for longer than I've known you. I mean, you like home roast and you're like a real bean nerd. Super bean. You're all kinds of nerd, but you're you're definitely a bean nerd. Well, it's really funny. Uh, Every time that I'm venturing out – one of the things I have to do usually before the day before is I have to come up with a coffee plan the next day because he does. He oh, does. Yeah. seriously. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, you ever travel with oh, Mike, yeah. there's a, that's one Oh one is where we're going to have our morning cup of coffee. Well, I'll even tell you the, uh, the exercise I went through on the trip that I'm on right now is I was in Valdosta, Georgia yesterday Oh, there and, ain't no coffee uh, in Valdosta. Come on. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> yeah, we got would, water. I know. <laughs> Let's not. In, 
You that band of Valdosta, baby, it's hillbilly country. Put some Folgers in your cup, boy, and yeah, shut that's up. Right. Bob, we don't want to lose all eight <laughs> listeners that listen to, to us there in Valdosta. Oh, I like Valdosta. So. It's a great town. You can still get 190 proof Everclear there. So I was staying right next you to a very large, you know, uh, drive through outlet of, a, of another chain. I was like, yep, nope, that's not going to happen. So uh, I did look, and I did manage to find a place in, um, in downtown Valdosta. It was... Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's called uh, the Good Coffee House, G-U-D. Well, it is Georgia. Are, I mean, that's kind of how. Why it's are you spelled. saying that? Like, there's a problem with it. How do you? Spell <laughs> well, we it? went in and we had really great coffee from um, um, Intelligentsia, which is from Chicago. So there you go. I had a great plan. I just got you know completely uh, torpedoed rather quickly. So um, it was uh, still good to try and look for. Something that was available there locally. And I did find a roaster that was there in town, although they weren't open, and I couldn't find any of those beans, so it was unfortunate. But anyway, yes, we're going to go through Coffee 101, and we'll talk about um, you know an awful lot of things about coffee origins, and we'll talk about varietal beans, as well as you know preparation uh, preparation elements that uh, you know a lot of people really sweat this preparation you know, kind of stuff. No, not that. A but. coffee bean is not a coffee bean. It is. That is for sure. Yeah. They're not all equal. We are going to do an episode on single origin and probably uh, Costa Rica is probably going to be that origin we're going to talk about. Um, there are some other, you know, other uh, origins we may decide we're to. We're going to talk about them poop beans, the ones that they get out of the poop. Yeah, no. the ones that Mike makes himself. No, we're not going to talk about the Koopy, uh, uh, Koopy Lowak or uh, <laughs> Civet Coffee. Yeah. Right. Where you shove it down the uh, the the animal's throat, and uh, yeah, no, we're we're not going to talk about uh, that. No, definitely, Man. yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk about the uh, cup of excellence uh, itself, and we're going to be able to source some of the products that were shortlisted at the cup of excellence, and kind of give a you know look behind the curtain. Um, since we have access, you know, to Mike, uh, you know, as being a judge through that, we may not do the current year, but do you think that is probably the the most jitteriest awards ever? Like everybody is just drinking coffee the whole time, so they're probably just totally jacked. They're like Tweak on on South yeah. Park, yeah, exactly. Ah, ah. It's not that bad. Oh, <laughs> so, sure, it's not. Hey, so <laughs> I'll Mike, see you in the morning. <laughs> When they do that, do they do they do like the wine thing? Do they drink it and spit it? Well, it's called a cupping, and uh, they don't spit. Uh, they, they do they do swallow, Dave, <laughs> just for you. And um, but uh, there's a lot of slurping involved. Uh, they so slurp and swallow. You know, part huh? of you'll hear. Wow. Pretty much, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's pretty much what it sounds like. I'm you know, gonna, at a, at a cupping. I'm gonna have yeah. to check this out. But it's a pace. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. coffee is a topic we're going to be able to to get to uh, for next year as well. We did talk about coming <laughs> and covering Mezcal for uh, yes. previously. Bueno. Didn't quite get around to it. So sorry about that. But uh, I think that time is going to serve us really well. I was able to attend a lot of seminars at the uh, – Taste of the uh, cocktails, tales of the cocktails, I should say. And um, I really got to meet a lot of uh, instrumental people within uh, Mezcal production and really walked away with a solid understanding of, you know, a lot of various products, some of which we had already shortlisted to discuss with Mezcal. But I really think that 
Tom is going to serve us well. We're going to be able to put together a really great one-on-one episode. And I've learned an awful lot about the distinctive elements, you know, about mezcal and versus tequila, which is incredibly complicated. You know, I think mezcal is very underappreciated and and not all that understood. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. thinks about tequila, you know, and they think mezcal is just sort of a low grade tequila. Is it, what they think, you know, yeah. tequila's crappy little yeah. brother or yeah. whatever. But actually, mezcal is the real superstar. Mm-hmm. Tequila is just kind of a you know, I mean, tequila can be great, but it's it's so tightly defined, and mezcal can be so much more. Yeah, very much so. And so we'll cover a lot of those distinctive elements in the 101 show. We'll go through our top five mezcals is one of the things we'll probably do. Um, we might break that out just a little bit more and talk through uh, some of the production elements and maybe, you know, align towards, you know, some of the our favorite products that align, you know, based on the production project, uh, product production process, you know, itself, um, you know, the stone is, uh, still used yeah. in, uh, some mezcal production. So it's a very labor intensive thing. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's called the Tahone. Uh, yeah. Tahone. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, uh, but, um, not widely used, uh, you know, itself. So, uh, the last mezcal is we're going to uh, name that agave. We're actually going to come up with uh, talking about mezcals from the varieties of agave plants uh, that it basically aligns to. So awesome. Um, kind of a solid lineup, you know, there for mezcal. So I'm very excited. Carrie Ann is going to join me for that as well as John Lewis um, is going to be another cast member. He is Mr. Mezcal. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're going over a preview of Season 9 of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And I was talking about uh, some of the things we're going to be doing. Uh, I was just talking about Mezcal and how we're going to definitely try to get to that topic in Season 9. And I'm really looking forward to Are you guys going to do any Mezcal cocktails? I think that uh, that is definitely on the short list of some things that we would like to do. Uh, we'll see if we have enough you know, space in the overall production schedule this year. I would say right now, I don't know that we're really going to probably get to Mezcal Cocktails uh, is the plan. Well, as long as you, you know, kind of lay down the foundation, yeah. you can get listeners interested. And when they go to a cocktail place, they'll start asking. You know, like, hey, you know, make me something with mezcal. Yeah. You know, and there's some really good drinks that uh, that bartenders really like to to use mezcal in. So yeah, and I think that you know part of what I uh, enjoy about mezcal is it's one of those uh, products that I probably appreciate neat um, because of the unique yeah. elements you know behind the products. Um, probably more so than I would embrace that. Um, probably in a cocktail, and I have some of that same you know thought process and approach with whiskey and scotch as well. A lot of them are really have that artisanal, you know, like small batch kind of character. Correct, and that production process, you know, uh, brings about a storyline, you know, of how a lot of those products are created as well. So, I think that it'll be pretty good for us to start you know with those three you know episodes but we'll definitely get around to mezcal cocktails um maybe not in season nine but we'll definitely swing back around and integrate that 
as the opportunity presents itself. So, uh, great lineup there for uh, Mezcal for sure. Yay, Mezcal! <laughs> Well, uh, we have not had a lot of Smokes episodes, and I will tell you, we totally have this lined up. In fact, uh, they're probably going to be happening very early on here in Season 9 for us to come back around. Hey, dude, it's about to be legal. Yeah. So, can, yeah. <laughs> no, not quite those Smokes. <laughs> but we are going to get back around to cigars. Um, we have been absolutely just smoking up a storm with a lot of great sticks and it's been one of those things it's just been difficult to try and squeeze in into our production schedule but uh, part of it was really kind of nailing down some of the cast for some really great cigar shows so i am very excited that uh barger is going to come back and join us to do some additional uh, uh cigar episodes so if you caught the uh some of the ones that barger and i did early on about two or three seasons ago uh, those were good, um, but I'm really excited that uh, Nathan is going to join us for some cigar episodes, and he's really uh, he's dialed in for his demographic really well. And uh, he's a young guy, and uh, but really has a great palate uh, for cigars. He's kind of my go-to Cuban guy, um, you know. For kind you of come to enter Florida, we got plenty of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's really. Uh, I'm really excited uh, to uh, have uh, Nathan join us, and uh, Justin's going to uh, join us for uh, some cigar episodes as well. Um, I have a special guest that may be joining us for a couple of uh, cigar episodes as well. I'm not going to throw him in the hole yet and get him. <laughs> I do want him to get excited before, but. He's uh, definitely somebody that uh, you would recognize, maybe not in the cigar world, but in some other circles of life. So we're going to start off with a Cigar 101 episode again, which we've not done one of those, uh, oddly enough. Uh, we have a brand takeover uh, planned for uh, the entire product line for Crown Head. So um, Four Kicks, uh, Grangely, um, I actually have some of the six uh, right here in front of me. Um, you know, we're going to get to go through. So uh, I'm really excited about that entire you know lineup. So, are you going to do um, an episode of those like those bubblegum cigars? Like kind of compare those because that's what I'm into. Well, those are not age appropriate for you, Dave. So that's why we're not going to cover those. Swisher sweets. That's yeah, <laughs> definitely. Tipperillos. <laughs> yeah, correct. Mm. Maybe we'll cover Roll that. your best blunt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll cover that on uh, cigars you should pick if you live in, in South Dakota. You know, so, mm -hmm. yeah, something like that. Or South Central. Yeah. We're also going to polish off another uh, episode with four cigars with uh, a stick share. So, uh, it's just a... That just same. sounds dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry. That conjures up Let all me, kinds uh, of weird images. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can come up with a different name for that. Uh, hey, you guys want to come over see, to the stick uh, share? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm busy. We're going to the stick Which, share on Fire Island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Band, I, once again. I definitely know what was coming there. So we're not going to polish off anything with cigars. We're just going to have an episode. It's just it's, <laughs> so uh, we're going we're gonna to have this. Just gets worse we're and going worse. To, Let, let's stop. We're going the to whole, share cigars with each other, and we're going to talk about them. So <laughs> we're going to sit and drink. We're going to drink whiskey and smoke cigars, boys. Well, That's all we're going to yeah, do. I was going to say we're going to have a good old fashioned herf, and I knew where this was going to go. That everybody's ready to hurl after hearing about that. 
So uh, those are some uh, some of the episodes that we have uh, planned here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Uh, up next is good old boy Dave, and he's going to tell us some of the things we're going to do on some of the Sud segments. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Well, the first thing we're probably going to do is drink some beer. So I know that's a little bit of a departure from anything we've ever right done. Hand, left hand. I think you should. Right hand, yeah, left hand. Up. Enjoy well, yourself a little. You know, and we're going to talk about fitness, you know, 12-ounce curls, 16-ounce curls, you know. Drinking on a Peloton? Yeah. One interesting, you know, if you've never gotten drunk on a on an elliptical, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it is the way to go. <laughs> but, um, you know, because, you know, the the only thing better than a shower I'm thinking beer that's, is an that's exercise the way beer. To, that's the end of the New Year's resolution diet program is to just get yeah. wasted on the elliptical. I like mm-hmm. this. This works out yeah. really well. Yeah. So if you haven't come up with your plan for February for your diet program, put that on the short list. Hey, how are you going to burn the calories if you don't? You know, absorb exactly. the calories. Come on, man. So, good old gal Juliana and I have talked a lot about what we want to do this year. And obviously, we're going to do a lot of the same things we've done before. You know, there are always new breweries popping up. So, we're going to try those beers. But we want to do some more of the uh, Is It Worth It episodes. And I know, Mike, you've really enjoyed some of those. And, and they've been really kind of interesting where we, you know, blind taste some beers and then give the prices. And then, you know, we let the the host, we talk about, wow, is it worth it? Would we pay however much for this beer now that we know what it is and how it tastes, you know? Because a lot of times you go to the the beer store and, you know, you get locked in on a label, a name, you know, um, and you might see a beer that's, you know, $20 for a bomber or $40 for a bomber. And you're like, there's no way I'm going to pay that. Well, it may just be worth it, you know, and it may not be. So we try to go in and we try some of these beers and we let people know whether we think it's worth it or not. And and I think, A, that helps people kind of make a decision on whether they want to try those beers. But also, it kind of lets you know, don't be afraid of a price tag, too. Sound like my wife. You're not going to win every time, you know, but sometimes you will. Yeah, I would definitely say with the price tag of those meads, uh, which I remember quite well, those were definitely moving up into a price category that, you know, was like, hmm, I don't know if I'd be uh, pulling out 40 bucks, you know, for, <laughs> for those, some of those meads. Yeah, absolutely. You know, know. Like, mm. you know and, and, and like I said, you're not always going to win, but, you know, some of those uh, ale apothecary beers that we right. tried. We were like, oh, my God, $40? But when we tried them, well worth it. everyone was like, dude, this is absolutely worth it. Take my money. Yeah. Yeah. I would also like to revisit some brewers we've tried in the past. You know, um, Stone, Rogue, Sierra Nevada, some places that we talked about early on in the show. But, you know, those breweries are always making new beers. And it's good to kind of refresh ourselves on these beers that are, you know, kind of widely available, but we don't always talk about. So we want to do a little bit of that as well. So anybody who has suggestions for breweries that we should, you know, kind of revisit from past shows, you know, would definitely want to take that into uh, consideration. Ooh, natural light. Hmm, definitely. 
We're going to do a Natty Light series. Mm. 99 can case. Yes. Um, I got 99 problems and Natty Light ain't one. <laughs> you know, obviously, Mike, I know you love it. The summer of questionable decisions. Um, <laughs> we're going to do our annual series. I've I've been making questionable decisions as long as you've known me. Um, and I'm not going to stop. Just the thought of doing this again just makes me shudder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am sorry, sure, but I've got. And on this episode, we're going to be doing prison brew made in a toilet. I think the non-alcoholic beer. My, Bob, show, don't give it away, dude. The non-alcoholic beer show is still just a recurring nightmare, basically. In my head, you know? So, so let me ask you this: Was it the non-alcoholic beer or the gluten-free beer? Can I? Say that it really is a toss-up on which one of those was probably the more, uh, uh, what to say, interesting experiences. I think that is putting it mild of just. Uh, now, would you rather drink gluten-free beer or Zima with uh, a Jolly well, If you knew what I was drinking yeah. right now, you would say, <laughs> yeah, well, Mike, you just can't even pick one of those choices. So it depends on what flavor Jolly Rancher. I mean, if it's sour apple, I, yeah, I'm I'm down. Yeah, I'll tell you, dude. It it really didn't help that nope. much. Um, <laughs> but but absolutely, we're gonna have more. Which one here. of these ugly chicks you want to go out with? <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, was there no better choice here? <laughs> the one with body hair or the one with the mustache? Which one like, do you want to take home to your you mother? For? <laughs> like, yeah. So we're gonna do stuff. You know, we're obviously gonna do a series like that in the summer. We're going to talk more about styles, um, you know, some of the Belgian beers that we haven't covered. One of the huge things, you know, uh, lagers. You know, the last couple of years, lagers have just been making a continual comeback. So I want to do more uh, shows about lagers. The main thing I want to do is talk about what's out there, what's available, and um, and how do we you know, inform our, our consumers, our, you know, our audience about what they should try and um, maybe what they should avoid. I had this really strange dream last night Uh-oh. that we were going to do an episode on hop water. Um, and it was going to be called the Unlogger Show. Ooh. <laughs> so, I Let me write that down. I start talking about I a know. bad dream. I start thinking about Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, I'm sitting I'm there all alone. I'm going, rolling a big donut. No There's a snake wearing a vest. Water, please, you know, it was just I could. I was the whole pro- process. I was like, it's light, it's crisp, it's hop water, and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> you know. And I'll be honest with you, dude. That hop water is one of the best beers I actually had. Well, you know, I was thinking year. of you know other people beyond. So Lagunitas uh, makes a uh, a product that is. Just it's hop water is basically all yeah. it is. Yeah, it's because the brewers kept getting drunk, so they wanted to yep. have something for them to drink and keep them straight. And I had this online conversation with uh, somebody from another brewery um, that is very large and from California and in Chico. Um, uh-huh. That where they were having a conversation about you know something similar, and I was like, hmm, okay, that would be rather. Uh, fascinating, and I'm like, well, what kind of? I mean, what do you call those? You don't call them ready to drink. You just call them a really bad decision on a Friday night. <laughs> Where do you start with something like that? So, 
Yeah, I, I wasn't really entirely sure. Uh, but yeah, um, the Unlogger Hop Water Show. So that sounds like it's going to make the short list for this season of questionable decisions. Maybe we can have an all Canadian cast just for that one. <laughs> I don't know that any Canadians will want to be on the show as much as we've kind of disrespected them. And once again. That's very true. Exactly. Boss and Doug um, McKenzie, you know, they're down I'm for it. I'm very grateful for all of our Canadian listeners. We had more radio stations from Canada, both of them, uh, join us in um, during season eight, and it was really great. I got to, you know, talk with a lot of those fans online, and you know, it was interesting. They really uh, they enjoyed the measure of humor. That Mike's we had. never been called hoser yeah, so many times in his much, life. Yeah, you've never met his mom, have you? Oh, just saying, amps. Well, uh, that sounds like a pretty good lineup, Dave, and uh, some pretty good shows. Uh, anything else that you have? Well, you know, and I, I hate to say it, but we're probably probably going to have to talk about seltzer again. Hmm. Now, see, right? Hard seltzer is a thing. So I have to know? confess what I'm actually drinking right now, which is a. Oh, dude, are you drinking a Bud Light it's seltzer? A new product, and it. So we've talked about doing a ready to drink show, and uh, so I'm having one of the new Kettle One Botanical Vodka Spritz. Uh, this is the oh. grapefruit and rosé version. You know, here tonight, a whopping 3.8 percent to alcohol. So. You know, as far easy, as I'm go easy, buddy. Yeah. Go <laughs> easy. They would put some real vodka in this. I might actually uh, kick it up a notch. Uh, but I don't know. It's very interesting. I mean, you know, it's low calorie. You know, no sugar. You know, it's all about flavor. And there's a lot of RTDs. You know, they're kind of going down this path of emulating a lot of the consumerism decisions that were made with hard seltzer. And RTDs is absolutely the fastest growing category um, of beverages right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that you know this is this is one of many products that we've kind of looked at of maybe talking about um, RTDs in general. But I don't know if so much just seltzer, Dave, but you know, really talking about that consumerism trend of low calorie, um, you know, just uh, very. Uh, consumable, the ability of having something that has low e- uh, ABV, but yet still being kind of flavor mm-hmm. forward, yeah, sure, might be uh, something. Well, I we think, yeah, tackle. another angle of that too is that a lot of you know because of you know the pandemic and everything, a lot of cocktail bars have been able to uh, introduce uh, to go cocktails. So you know, s- sort of an RTD, but a craft. RTD that's you know um, specially made, and I think there's there's a little bit of that mindset that goes along with both of them. You know, I already that, know what Bob's thinking. Pappy to go. <laughs> all, all cocktails are to go, as far as I'm concerned. That's right. As long as you're a hillbilly and you you got a red cup and you're a redneck, every cocktail is to go. That's right. I'm not buying it. I'm just renting. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that's correct. Now, the thing that seems to be going on with the RTDs is, is if you remember 20, 25 years ago, you know, what was out there was just horrible. Yeah. I mean, just horrible. And they finally realized that if they put a quality product in that container, it will absolutely sell. And the stuff that you see coming out now is so much better quality than, you know, was out even five or six years ago. And that's that's what's 
I think, really driving it. Because, you know, I mean, there was always a, you know, a bourbon and Coke kind of mix or bourbon and cola. But it was, you know, things like that. But they were always terrible. But the the new generation, yeah. we did a show on uh, Lone Rider, uh, small yeah. distillery and brewery in North Carolina. And they have a, a whiskey mule, a canned whiskey mule. Let me yeah. tell you, it's fantastic. You guys all loved it. Yeah, we were. We, I just got back to North Carolina. We brought back like two four packs because my wife is in love with it. I'm telling you, it's fresh. It the ginger tastes, you know, like real ginger, fresh, not like something out of a you know a test tube. And that's the key: make a good quality drink, and people will buy it. Yep. Well, when the market's there and the technology's there, I think exactly that that's where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, talk about an interesting uh, experience. Uh, Listen, right after we have the break here. I have a topic worthy of discussion in the great state of dun, Alabama dun, dun. and a sewage treatment plant. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think... Where could this be going? Oh, you mean University of Alabama? Right and hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Sip, Sudden, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're actually going through a preview of Season 9. And joining me here is uh, Made Man Bob and good old boy Dave. Hey, hey. We've been talking about uh, some of the things we're planning to do. And I gave a quick teaser there before the break about, I wanted to talk about a topic that was worthy of discussion, which is the Alabama sewage plant illegal winery. <laughs> why is it, why was it illegal? As opposed to the legal Alabama sewer plant winery? Yeah. There was a touch of sarcasm, as he said. All right, so here's the information. Last Thursday, the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office raided the Rainsville Wastewater Treatment Plant in Rainsville, Alabama. After receiving an anonymous tip about illegal winemaking, author- authorities stated they found a large wine production operation that appeared to have been in use for quite some time, mm. housed in a little frequented part of the facility. Photo images showed over a dozen large jugs containing mostly red liquid, <laughs> as well as plenty of fermentation buckets and other winemaking equipment. Now, no official numbers were given on the size of the operation, but based on a quick assessment of these photos, they would appear to show at least 300 bottles worth of wine, and I'm using the air quote, were <laughs> in clear fermentation vessels. And so, coming into season nine, we shall be raiding these wines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the uh, guilty party is Alan Marie Stifle, a 62-year-old supervisor who had worked for the city for about 15 years and was charged with unlawful possession of an illegally manufactured alcoholic beverage. Now, first off, would you <laughs> would you be able to call anything manufactured in a sewage plant <laughs> an alcoholic beverage? Well, now, Mike. Here, here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> one of our one of our other hosts pointed out. A, you know, a sewage treatment plant. They really know how to clean up their water. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so so they probably really know how to treat that. So they're starting with very clean water. It's underground, so you're going to have a constant temperature, and you'll be able to ferment. You know, your wine at a in, you know, consistently. It's 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 almost like if you think about it, Mike. It's almost like the the wine caves in France, you know, where they have where they have all their vats and everything. The wine it's caves of Alabama. Thing. It's just there's sewage. You know? They're just and in Alabama, Alabama working yeah. for the government at a sewage treatment plant. So, and this guy's sixty two. He's like, dude, 
you know, whatever. Are you saying you that, know, I'm, I'm, that the crossover between I'm the, them together for the I, boys? I can, I can hear everyone in France going, "Please do not compare us to anyone as an Alabama wine, well, wine think about making this. sewage plant." <laughs> they they have you know these what, fish though? farms where they raise fish and like they raise them in yeah. spooey water, you know, because they eat the stuff and everything. Yeah. So I think you finally found the right wine for fish. <laughs> Stifle, who had no previous issues, was one of just four employees at the plant with the Rainsville Mayor Roger Lingerfeld, stating that he didn't expect anyone else to be suspended. No actual wastewater was used in the production of the wine, but even with the finest water and the best equipment, how good can wine uh, made in Alabama sewage treatment plant really be? <laughs> so. Let's focus on, on, on the important issue. This is a man who's collecting a government paycheck, yet still managed to have enough time at his job to run a full-size winery. This man's a hero. That's right. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm with He's Bob. a hero. Hey, let me ask you this, Mike. Do you know where Do you know where all the wine you drink is made? Um, no, I will honestly store. say, yeah, I will. Yeah, I will tell you that that the lineage between grapes and bottle is not always well understood. So but it usually doesn't go through you know, Alabama sewage. It plants. doesn't go through an Alabama sewage plant. Usually, maybe correct. a French Mike, sewage plant. I need plant, you, you know? to. I need you to describe the Alabama sewage plant terroir in three <laughs> words or less. Ah, it has a bit of afternoon quaffing that comes off the north side of the slope and has this very nice hint of something that is left over from the end of the Alabama football game. It has like... It is like the white barbecue it's sauce. It's like a blend of Bud Light and hard salsa. It's the claw. Is that how you say it in the English? The claw? The claw that is blunt? <laughs> right, yeah, so, yeah. Ah, but at the bottom of this it comes into a full bloom and i just like that he was making red wine <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. true you know hey so, imagine if you went in there and he's riddling bottles of champagne think about that all yeah. right so like, hard I, I have a challenge to our listeners the one thing that i really think that you should spend a lot of incredible time wasting is i want to hear the names of the wine that you would come up with yes. that come out of the Rains, Rainsville <laughs> wastewater treatment facility. So listen, send those off to our contact info at subsidesandsmokes.com. I'm dying to know what you would call some of this wine. So best one wins a prize. Yeah, a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> best one wins a bottle of Alabama sewage plant wine. <laughs> Here you go. We got the big one for you. We have a full carboy. So the Magnum. Ah, magnifique. <laughs> Yep, for sure. So that's our topic worthy of discussion today. Well, Made Man Bob has joined us, and I know that he's worked uh, on some great shows that he has lined up for many SIP segments as well. Made Man Bob, tell us what you got planned, man, for season nine. Well, all I can say is, you know, 2020, I'm just glad to see that damn thing out of the books. Um, you know, we... We had big plans for 2020. We were we were going to a lot of different places, but it pretty much shot everything down. Um, we made it up to I made it up to Angel's Envy for the Oros of Sherry Cask release, a little private thing that we got invited to, and then we made it to the Bourbon Classic. And right after that, everything just shut down. Uh, we lost Whiskey Week Chicago. We lost the Big Smoke Whiskey Fest combo show in Fort Lauderdale. Universal Whiskey Experience in Vegas. I mean, everything just went down, but it's it's starting to liven up. I'm starting to hear people 
setting dates. The KBF just set their date. Bourbon Classic just set their date toward the end of, of 2021. So we're looking forward to getting back out there and, and you know, mm-hmm. and finding some, you know, interesting stuff uh, to put on the show. Um, one thing that I did manage to get to do is we did a, a, a barrel pick over at uh, Buffalo Trace for uh, my charity for uh, Honor Flight of South Florida. We fly World War II veterans to D.C. to go see the memorials, uh, as well as Korea and Vietnam veterans. Um, 100% free to them. Um, they, the best day of their lives. Absolutely the best day of their lives. And if, if you go Drink on one of the these, holy grail. If, you don't, if you don't shed a little bit of a tear, then there's something broken deep inside of you. But we, we did a charity barrel for them, and they were very, very kind to us. Um, that's going to be coming out soon, so we're looking forward to that. But... As far as upcoming shows, uh, we we've got stuff packed to the gills. I mean, we've got oh lord, let's see, uh, Spirit Works, uh, Oak and Eden, Fistful of Bourbon, Barrel Bourbon, Pinhook, Cream of Kentucky, uh, Belfort Bourbon and Rye from Eddie the Eagle, uh, Davies County uh, Straight Bourbon, uh, a couple of wine finishes for those, some interesting stuff from Westland. We have Abasolo Mexican whiskey. I cannot wait. Ooh, cannot wow. wait to get Brent to drink that. Oh, please tell me we can have fake uh, Latino accents for oh, that show. Yeah, <laughs> there wouldn't be a show without it. We got a bunch of new stuff from Ben Riach. Um, we've got Kwanakilti, Hadazaki Small Batch. We've got four from Glenallaki, uh, from the Spirit of Ven, which is on a small island off the coast of Sweden. Um, we have got. I think eight or nine different uh, uh, beverages from them. Everything from whiskeys to vodkas to aquavits to different types of spirits. Uh, they have a malt whiskey as well. Um, really looking forward to, to giving those a try. Um, we've got a, a really interesting high-end show. We've got the Aberfeldy 18-year uh, Poyak and the 20-year Sauterne. And on that show, we're going to have the Last Drop Distillers 50-year blend, the Last Drop 1980 Buffalo Trace a last drop um, overage Jamaican rum. I think it was, I think it's from 75 or 76. And then there's a cognac from the late 50s uh, last drop. So we've, we've got a lot of really good stuff. I just like how Bob's able to get stuff from small islands off of Sweden. And I have to like pretty much bust my butt and stand in line for four hours to get a beer from freaking Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, you don't do what I do, so I'm just yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, it's, so, apparently I need to do what you do. I have knee pads and I have no shame. Yeah, so. I'm I'm not afraid of that, Bob. Yeah, I'm not afraid of it. No, and you can lose, lube, Dave. No that's a secret. Yeah, so there's. I mean, we've got and and stuff just keeps coming in every day. We had a couple come in. We've got uh, uh, just came in Hoot and Young. Um, and we got in the uh, Heaven's Door bootleg. Uh, that just came in. Hockstetter's Fatted Rye. Um, we've got, I think, six or seven from Valanch and Moet, which is a, uh independent bottler. Some very interesting stuff. There's a 21-inch Gower and a 20-year Tom Dew that, that really, really look interesting. Uh, so we've got uh, yeah, about half the year already booked. So, <laughs> so we're looking forward to a good year. And we're working on some wine shows. I've, I've got one already planned. It's... Uh, the new uh, the new type of Bordeaux that they're coming out with it's more of a uh, they're they're trying to sort of reinvent I mean they're not changing the traditional Bordeaux but there are some Bordeaux producers out there trying to make 
more fresh, more approachable wines, you know, something that's a little more akin to a California style, something that is approachable at a much younger age. It's, you know, more ready to drink, something a little more fruit forward. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've got wow, cool. uh, five or six of those. So I can already hear this. Survey said. So full of crap, Foley. <laughs> yeah, Dang that's right. Yeah. So, uh huh. I can hear plenty of winemakers just uh, so it already will be rolling. So their much eyes. fun listening to uh, Justin try to pronounce some of these. So, yes, I agree. Chateau Franc Magnus. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Or Cerie Petit Verdot Bordeaux. Yeah, but yeah, even no. you know the uh, uh, hearing harm grit his teeth through all of this. Oh, know, we do everything just to annoy him. I yeah, mean, the same I reason already, I'm on the I show. Can, I think sure. that that is the primary objective is just to see how patient, you know, I would say, ooh, we should do those blind uh, for sure. The new Bordeaux. I like that plan. Yeah. That would really trip him up. We've flown these wines all the way from France here just for you to enjoy. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like this evil plan. This works for me for sure. Well, hopefully, as the summer and the fall and, and the winter of 2021 come in, a lot of the uh, big events will start popping back up. Um, I was really, I was really looking forward to the Big Smoke Whiskey Fest combo show here in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So, and uh, I was going to come down and uh, and attend that with many of our cast members. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of great folks on both sides of the coin uh, that we know in the industry were going to be there, and I um, think that we'll we'll. Just keep with that plan but we'll just do it you know a year later yeah. for sure and some of them are some of them are setting dates i think maybe a little too soon they might be pushing them back a little bit i think the universal whiskey experience out in vegas i think i saw they were looking at um like toward the end of april so i'm not sure they're going to be able to make that a lot of the hotels in vegas are just completely closed um but Whenever they have that, I'm, I'm hoping to get an invite back to that because let me tell you, that, that show is absolutely amazing. Uh, if you haven't been, you need to go. You absolutely need to go. Well, one of the things that Dave and I saw this year was the utter devastation of the Brewers Association that sponsored some of the best uh, events uh, for beer uh consumers on the planet so yeah this is the first year the great american beer festival is actually not held and uh, it was uh devastating financially for the brewers association and they had uh, several other events that they sponsor throughout the year as well that um contributed to a lot of the changes craft brewers conference and yeah a lot of different yeah i really I just get the sense that this is uh, brought around some, I don't know, renewed sense of purpose and, uh, you know, for both the Brewers Association as well as brewers looking at the value add proposition, you know, that uh, a lot of those events, you know, brought around. Um, I'm not saying that uh, they didn't add value. It's just that I think that many brewers really kind of brought that into some focus of going, are we really here on the planet, you know, to chase a GABF medal? Or do we just want to make right. you know, great beer and make good money, you know, at the end of the day? And I think there were some breweries that kind of lost a focal point, you know, around that. Well, and I think a lot of breweries are, are you know, have gone back to what they really know is, you know, we're going to brew a batch of beer. We know we can sell it all that's all we need to do, you know, and then we'll go from batch to batch. And, um, 
and 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 more localized brewing as as opposed to we want to try to expand out um i think also a lot of local sort of beer laws or guidelines where like i, I can speak specifically to nashville where you know you couldn't deliver beer but uh before this but they allowed it just to let breweries kind of bring in some uh revenue i don't think you can go back now Yeah, it's hard to pull that away from somebody sure you know and so i think some business models are going to definitely change you know because you can't always um you can't always count on the shelf space or, or people coming into the uh to the tap room First thing, and with all this collapsing around us, is I've missed half a dozen steak competitions I was supposed to judge, and probably as many barbecue competitions. So, yeah, it stinks. Will the the damage never no, stop? No. Come on, I'm actually losing weight. It's bad. Well, a couple of uh, quick milestones here for the show overall. I was <clears throat> we were really happy to uh, do so well um, on a lot of the podcast charts, and uh, really happy to return back to the number one slot. Um, and, um, that was really fabulous. So, uh, hopefully we'll keep that, uh, for a couple more weeks during this season. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. Just tap, tap, tap 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 it in. in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. That's right. Tap the subscribe button. It is the easiest way to listen to our show. And you can ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry, play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day. Our handle on there is at sipsudsmokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you'll be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed that advent calendar from uh, Good Old Boy Kendall. That was awesome. So it was amazing. It was nice for Dave to take a break. So uh, do us a favor and take the time to uh, rate this episode five stars. If you're listening to us online, that's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. We had a great time uh, catching up with Bob and and uh, Dave. Um, on our episode here and talking about season nine good old boy dave thanks for joining us hey thank you check me out at good old boy dave on instagram i'll be doing some more 60 second beer reviews real soon yeah that's a channel we're going to work a little bit harder on here in the near future as well and kind of expanding our distribution so i'm looking forward to that main man bob thanks for joining us it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to a much better year in 2021. Um, you can find me on Instagram at MadeManBob. And uh, I don't have any 60-second reviews other than the ones that my wife gives me afterwards because like she says it only lasts 60 seconds, so here's your review. Give him a ding-ding on that, Mike. Give him a ding-ding. Hey, this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back, join us, and I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Tanham production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. 
from the dude in the basement studios your host the good old boys will see you all next time